Father, we just love you this morning. And we sing, oh, praise the name. Father, we just lift you up. Father, we thank you for this time of year, God, where we can come and we can celebrate the fact that you came. That you came as a child to live a life, God, where you could die for us and rise again. Father, we're so thankful for what you've done for us. And I pray that each one of us that's here this morning, God, we would never forget the price you paid for us. God, we thank you. We love you. And we pray that you just speak to us this morning, God, as we hear your words spoken to us. God, have your way in our hearts. God, move in us this morning. God, we thank you. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This is a great day to be in the house of the Lord, and I'm not talking about the chili. Great day to be in the house of the Lord. You will share with people who aren't here today about what the Lord's going to do today, and they're going to wish they had been here. And you're going to remember this day as a day that God took what he's done, what he's prepared, and what he's provided for, and you are going to rejoice because you clearly saw the activity of the Lord. You clearly saw the activity of the Lord. Amen. So today, we are sending, we are commissioning Kyle and Amy Y. and Amy, uh, Amy Bain to go to their homeland and share the good news of Jesus. The Lord has been at work in this situation. You don't have to clap for a while. You clap. Save all your amens for Kyle. Let me get through this here. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I, need to, I need to receive every amen I could ever get. I get it. Uh, the Lord began this journey years ago. And he began it in an event that was horrible. One of the most painful and agonizing things took place in Kyle and Amy's life. None of us can even come close to understanding that kind of hurt, that kind of pain. But our good Lord, he saw something different. And that's one of the things I want you to remember that when life turns upside down, and it's horrific, hard to understand, hard to figure out. God is always capable, and he's always able. And God has began to work, and for a reason that time will tell, I think maybe you can draw some, some um, reasons why God has so blessed us to be a part of this. It could be any other congregation, it could be, uh, you know, so many others would have responded, but God gave us an opportunity to say yes. To say yes to the possibility, to say yes to the involvement, to say yes to being part of what God had put together long, long ago to go and share the good news with 
the broken, with the hurting, and, and with the burdened people of Cambodia. And the very best thing about that is he raised up Cambodians to do it. One of the very best mission strategies is when we invest in the nationals. If Lee and Susan went to be missionaries in Cambodia, we would always stick out. We don't look the part. We can never speak the language. It would always be a struggle, and it would be quite, quite expensive to pull that off. But there's no language school required. There's no cultural lessons or cultural boundaries that got to be overcome. There is a beautiful picture of redemption and salvation that is present and available. And so today we get an opportunity to rejoice. So Kyle and Amy, would y'all come on up? Please. This is Amy Bing. Bing, Bing, Bing. Sorry, never said it right. Now, Amy would not have done this. You're going to hear from Kyle in just a moment, but Amy would never have done this if I asked her, so I'm going to ask you in front of you. I want you to share a little bit of your testimony. <laughs> you can do it. Just, just uh, picture a uh, bunch of people in Cambodia. Right? So, Sabai, yeah, talk to him. Tell him about how the Lord's, what all the Lord's done in your life, what he's done. Well, it happened, and uh, I don't know how to put this. <laughs> I'm kind of nervous right now. I'm really, really nervous. So, the Lord has impacted my life, and um, I, I have been playing for church for a long time in uh, Broadway Baptist Church. And then one day the Lord just like, nope, you're done. I mean, he just uh, called me in um, 1989, because I haven't baptized yet. I received the Lord for like since 1989, but then I have baptized in um, uh, 2009. Kai and I, we decided to baptize and uh, receive the Lord and give it all to the Lord. So I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Thank you. So how old were you in Cambodia when you left? Uh, when I left, <clears throat> excuse me, I was like um, seven years old when I left uh, to the Thailand border. And when I got here in the United States, I was 15 years old. We're just going from uh, camp to camp. So. <laughs> so you were 15 when you came? Yeah, I was 15 when I came to the United States. No English, no nothing at all. We just blank. I mean, it just. It's just something different for us. And every time when I walk to the store, corner store close to my house, I have to count my steps so I can come back so I won't get lost. <laughs> it just... So uh, what do you see the Lord doing with y'all in, in Cambodia the next couple of years? Oh, we don't know. We just like we just have to be obedient and say yes and see what the Lord has uh, for us. And... We don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going to happen, but we have to be obedient, like I say, and believe and trust in him. Okay. How can we pray for you? Um, 
I ask her how we can pray for, for them in their transition. Pray for our safety and pray for uh, support and pray for all the, the more so come to know Christ. Thank you. Oh, cool. Thank you. Oh, cool. Thank you. God bless you. I'm going to let them go. Yeah, okay. Thank you. So this is Kawai. <laughs> Good morning, Jesus. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> Thank you, Pastor Lee, for being so generous, being so kind. Well, uh, good morning, church, again. And uh, it's good to be here in the Lord, uh, in the house, Lord. And uh, I would, first thing I would like to ask each and every one of you to forgive my broken English. Okay, so I, I tried the best I can. When Lee told me two months ago, he's so kind and he's so generous, he gave me two months to prepare us to prepare a sermon. So, <laughs> so I prepared my sermon since the day he told me until last night, I mean, till Saturday morning. I got all my paper. I looked myself in the mirror in my Bible study room. You know, I tried to preach, practice, preach through that mirror. I got five sheets full of written. And then the Lord just speak to my heart. Man, you try so hard like an hour already. They don't have one hour for you over there. So I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? No, really, I literally, Saturday morning, I woke up. I go through that shit, through the mirror by myself, prepare for today. And he spoke to my heart. He said, forget it. There ain't no way you have one hour. So I put that sheet away, and I come today before you, before Christ, only one verse, and the verse that everybody memorize, the verse that everybody know by heart, is John 3.16. And that's all I have today. Thank you, Pastor Lee, for being so generous, gave me two and a half months to prepare one sermon. <laughs> and thank God, for the last minute, I only come with one verse. So I prepare all those for nothing. But anyway, thank you for being here with you and worship our God and praise his name. Jesus Christ is the only way. Jesus Christ is the only hope. Jesus Christ is the only truth. Jesus Christ is the only peace. Jesus Christ is the only, the only name on earth. No other name on earth like our Jesus Christ. Abba, Father, Lord, I come before your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord. Forgive each one of us. Forgive me, Father. You speak. I get out your way. It's all about you, Lord. If you don't speak, then nothing going to happen. Lord, I pray for everybody here. All the burdens, I pray that you lift. All the needs, I pray that you, you meet for them. I pray that you comfort them and give them the peace and joy. Lord, may your will be done. And we're asking you all this, Father, in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Please don't look at me so hard like that. I got nervous already. Smile at me or something. 
Well, I can't even find my John 3.16. Well, let me, let me read in uh, King James Version, John 3.16, that I love so much. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world. This is the scripture that God found me 30 years ago. In 1987, I went to Broadway Baptist Church just to go play volleyball because I love to play volleyball. Every Wednesday, Broadway Baptist Church open for anybody to come. So one day, I mean, every Wednesday I go play volleyball. But one Wednesday when I came back down ready to go home, I heard a pastor that they have a small group Bible study say that, for God so loved the world. I just went home, I said, there ain't nobody going to love. There ain't no God out there love. Because the reason why I say that, in my life, when I was in Cambodia, all I see, all I know, nothing but hatred, nothing but killing, nothing but torture, nothing but eat people. Nothing but persecution. Nothing but kill and beaten and tortured. And to hear for God to love the world, there is no way, there is no way that I believe that. You see that? <laughs> When I was in Cambodia, when I was nine years old, I want to make the long story short, because I don't have the time. Please forgive me. I'm going to wrap it up. When I was in Cambodia, they go after my daddy, because my daddy is an education man, because my daddy, he know how to read, he know how to write. And the Khmer Rouge, the communist officer, they going after him. And he fled for his life to the mountain, he ran across to that mountain to escape from the Khmer Rouge officer. That's the only way to survive. He fled. So the communist officer, the Khmer Rouge, came to my camp where they put all the boys from seven, eight, and nine, seven, eight, nine years old, just work, 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 separate from parents, separate from loved ones just the kids, and I'm one of them. They came get my uncles, my aunt, and my cousin, because they're looking for my daddy. And they took me to the mountain, and they tied me to the tree when I was nine years old. And they asked me, where your daddy at? Are you going to tell me or not? They put a lot of fire ants all over five ends on a tree. And they took a bamboo about this big and they bit both of my chins, both of my legs. They take and beat me like that. Are you gonna tell me where your daddy at? 
I say, sir, I have no idea. I was trembling, I was shaking, nine years old on the tree like this. And they tie my ankles right in front of me, my aunts, my cousin, just like that two pictures on their knees like that. Boy, are you going to tell me where your daddy is? I say, I have no idea, sir. They took a pistol and blow my uncle's head. I can see that brain, I can see that blood start pouring. I, I will start shaking and trembling. Boy, are you not going to tell me or not? I say, sir, I, I beg for my life. I say, I have no idea where my daddy at. They took a pistol, one after another one, until all of my uncles, my aunt, my cousin dead. Nothing but blood on that mountain. It's still there right now, still there today's day. And I got a chance, I got an opportunity, a chance two years ago to stand on that ground and look onto that mountain where they execute all my family. I see nothing but hatred. I see nothing but tortures. I got angry. I got angry. I'm looking for revenge. God brought me here to the United States when I was 15 years old. I'm going to cut where I, how I escape, okay? I'm going to, there's a long story, but I just want to make it long story short. I got to the United States by the mercy and the grace of Jesus Christ. By the mercy and the grace of Jesus Christ. You see that cross right there? Well, it used to be a big cross, but anyway, <laughs> still cross. The cross is not the wooden cross that we're looking for. The cross is not the one that we hang on our neck. The cross that we do have, the cross that we genuinely have is Jesus Christ. Well, I got here because of the mercy and the grace of God. I was angry. I was bitterness. I was looking forward to have that revenge. I hold on to my daddy's leg like this when I was 15 years old. I said, Daddy, please save money. Save money. Buy me a plane ticket to go back to Cambodia so I can go looking for those officers that kill our family. If I ever catch one of them, I will bring them to me. I will slide their body like this. That's how I have that mindset in my mind. That's how I planned when I was 15 and 16 years old. I want to find those persons. I want to cut them slide by slide. I want to sprinkle the salt and pepper so they can die slowly. That's what I had in my heart. My heart. I was angry. I was bitterness. I'm looking for revenge. But when I read this scripture, I'm going to read one more time. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Have you ever thought about God? Nobody can explain God. In the scripture, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, it was God. I don't care you atheists. I don't care you a Christian or not. We all, all human race in this planet Earth, believe God. 
Even though the atheists say that they don't believe God, but if you tell them right now that they have cancers, if you tell them right now that they have some kind of great problem, I guarantee you, oh my God, help me. And I met a lot of Buddhism on their dead, bad dead. They say, I don't want to believe Jesus. But the last breath before they took their last breath, they say, my God, my God. But they don't believe in Jesus. God is a merciful God. God is holy. In Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 13, I believe, God is a holy, holy God. And God is love, John 3, 16. And God is going to judge the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 4, I mean 12, 14. He's going to judge everybody. He's going to judge you and he's going to judge me. One of these days, we're going to stand before God. Are you sure you're ready to stand before God? And I'm asking you, if you don't know, if you're not sure, you don't have that relationship between God and Jesus Christ. Today is the day. Today is the moment of your life, of my life, to believe in Jesus. He said, for God so loved the world. He loved you and he loved me. It doesn't matter what kind of sin you're going through. It doesn't matter what, how long sins that you've been done. God loved you. God loved you no matter what. It doesn't matter you're Cambodia. It doesn't matter you're American, Chinese, Mexican, Spanish, or whoever. He loved the world. He loved you and he loved me. So what did he do? What happened to the human race? What happened to people? What tragedy? What's the great problem? What is the great sin that man did? You know John 3, I mean, you know that Genesis chapter 3, God have a plan. God put a, a, a living tree. He say, do not eat this tree. If you, Adam, if you eat this tree, you will die. What did Adam do? Adam turned around and ate it. Since the day Adam ate, we, you and I, the whole world became sin. And the whole world became the problem. But what did God do? God said, I want to save them. I want to rescue them from hell. I send my son Jesus Christ. God take us a form and he born. He came down from heaven. He born in a virgin Mary. Because he loved us so much. Without the blood of Jesus Christ, without shed the blood, without the cross, there is no way that you and I, there is no way the whole world can make it to heaven. That's why God have a better plan, have a perfect plan, have a perfect plan, a perfect, perfect for you and me to rescue us. So he sent Jesus Christ. And Jesus died on the cross for you and for me. Died on the cross for our sin. I don't deserve, I don't deserve anything. We don't deserve heaven at all. 
but Jesus Christ show his love for you, for you, for you, and for me, and for the world. He died on the cross between heaven and earth because he loved us so much. He loved us so much. Yes, those guys killed my father. I mean, killed my family. Yes, those guys killed my uncle, my aunt, my cousin. That is totally wrong. Okay, that is totally wrong. I have the right, I have the right to looking for revenge. But thank God, through his blood and the mercy and the grace and his forgiveness for my sins. And he say, I got a better plan for you, Carl. I got a better purpose for your life. I forgive your sins so you can forgive those people that done you wrong. So I'm asking you, brother and sister, if you have anybody in your life that done you wrong, would you please drop it? Would you please trust Jesus enough to forgive them, to loving on them, and to pray for them? He loved you and he loved me. He want you to be with him in the near future. Don't let your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, also believe in me, Jesus said that. I go prepare the place. If I go prepare the place, I come back and receive you where I stay. So we have hope, we have peace, we have joy. If you know Jesus Christ, peace and hope and joy has the name, and that name is Jesus Christ only. If you believe in Jesus Christ today and you really have that relationship with Him, you have the Holy Spirit, Spirit of God that seal in you that nobody can break. Nobody can break. He loved you that much. He loved you and me that much. And He wants you. He stands on your, in your heart right now and knocking. Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, I don't remember exactly the word, what He said, but He stands on on your door, on your heart, and he's knocking. He want to come into your life. He want to give you a new fresh of joy, a new fresh of hope, a new fresh of peace. He loved you and he loved me. You and I cannot live without Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only way. Jesus Christ is the only truth. Jesus Christ is a merciful merciful, loving, almighty God. One day in the Bible teaches, they went to the tomb and looking for Jesus after they buried him three days later. And the angel told them, what are you, what are you guys doing here? Jesus risen. Jesus Christ is a living God today. And he wanted you and he wanted me. He want you to have that relationship he want to take off that burdens. He want to take out. He want to take off that unforgiveness in your heart. He forgave each one of us. He died on the cross. He shed his blood. Can you stop that picture real quick, please? You see that man right there. He's a former Khmer Rouge. He's a former. I ask him in person. 
Do you remember kill anybody? Do you remember you blindfold and you tie everybody, I mean, eight people on the ground? Do you remember tie a young boy on the tree? He said, no. But I kill a lot of people. His name is Kung Sa, and he killed a lot of people. And he loved to eat human heart. He killed people, and he eat people. He cut a pregnant woman, open up, and take the baby. You know what he did? He take that baby and rip that apart. Alive. That's him. That's him. After I sat down and talked to him two years ago, five o'clock in the morning, I came down from the hotel. I cried. I told Kung Sa, I said, Kung Sa, in the flesh, I want to kill you. In the flesh, I don't like you. In the flesh, I hated you. But thank Jesus Christ. I thank God. I thank the blood that shed on the cross that he saved my life and he forgave me. So I forgive you and I love you just the way Jesus Christ loved me. So if anybody here not sure, if anybody here does not believe in Jesus Christ yet, I urge you, I respected you. I would like to ask you to believe in Jesus Christ so you can have that peace. So when you go out here, you have a new life, a new heart, a new peace, a new joy, a new hope. You're going to see a new hope, new peace and joy in your life tremendously if you have Jesus Christ. God loves us. You see that guy? There ain't no way. Two weeks ago, Two weeks ago, on the phone, I called him. We talked. I said, Pastor, I've been praying for you and for your family and the whole church. How you been doing? He said, doing good. And then Pastor Kung Sa, he started saying, Brother Carl, I used to call you Pastor, Pastor. Two weeks ago, he said, can I call you a brother? Can I call you as my own brother? He told me that two weeks ago. I said, Pastor Kung Sa, you've been my brother for a long time. You've been my brother for a long time. It doesn't matter what you've done to Cambodia's life. It doesn't matter how many people you kill. It doesn't matter how many hearts that you ate because you like to eat a human heart. It doesn't matter what you have done to that baby, that you ripped that baby apart. God forgive you. God loved you. God loved me. So you and I are brother in Christ. That's why we serve God together. That's why he came to know Christ. That's why he loved Jesus because of you, because of the congregation, because of pastor, deacon, and elder, send the support to Cambodia, and the church start growing rapidly every single day. And they literally, literally, the children pray for you. When I call them, I heard in the background they are praying and they sing and they shout because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, one hand hold heaven. One hand, he holding on to you. 
Jesus Christ is the only way, the bridge to heaven. If you don't have Jesus Christ, if you and I don't have Jesus Christ, there is no way we can get to heaven. And he, he said on the cross, Eli, Eli, Sabatani, my God, my God, why you forsaken me? You know why he said that? Do you know why he said that? He loved you, he loved me. He wants you so much. That's why he came to earth. He opened that heaven and came and he emptied himself and took us a form of man. He gone through trial, suffering, and hurt, and pain, and torture, and beat, and spit at him. They nailed him on the cross because he loved you and he loved me. Mom, I know there's a lot of mom in here. I know you have a tough job. I know you have a difficult task. I know you have a burdens. You have children to take care of. Mom, you're going through a lot of difficulties and a tough time. A lot of things. I respect that. Jesus wants to let you know that he loves you. He comforts you. Don't give up. He gives you a new strength. He gives you peace, new joy. You can never give up because Jesus Christ is with you and standing with you and he's living inside you. Jesus Christ is the king and he's living right now and he is linked with you. Mom, continue to love and honor your kid. Continue to trust on God and pray for your children. I know there are a lot of daddy in here. Dad, we make mistakes. We all make mistakes. Sometimes we say something we shouldn't say. I make mistakes. I have four children. I make mistakes. I'm, I'm, I have a lot of failure. But don't let that failure, don't let that mistake define who you are. God loves us. God loves you. Stand up with faith. Stand up with hope. And stand up with courage, knowing that Jesus Christ is with us and for us, and he empowers us to live for Christ and to pray for our kids, to pray for our wife and our loved one. Don't blame on yourself. Yes, we make mistakes. We admit it. Yes, I made mistakes. I admit it. But today, I decide to follow Jesus Christ, knowing that God will always be there for me and for us. God loves us, no matter what's going on. No matter what's going on. Can you put that picture? You see those boys? Those girls? That's in the jail cell. Last month, I sent pastor to go over to the jail. These kids been addicted by drug. This kid addicted by drug and robbery and killing and murder. They locked them up in there. There is no hope for them. There is no way they can get out. And I, I sent a couple of pastors over there, take the gospel. And they took the gospel and shared the gospel. A lot of those boys and girls came to know Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is living God. Jesus Christ is alive. Jesus Christ is a true living God. 
Anybody that believes in Jesus Christ, you can have a new life right now. Yes, I know a young man. I know a young man sitting here right now. Wednesday, I have a meeting with Pastor Lee, Steve C. Berry, and Kenny Smith. After we finish our meeting Wednesday, I drove back, I called him. I say, brother, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I feel lonely. He's sitting in the church right now. He say, I feel lonely. And I told him, you're not alone. Jesus Christ is with you, and he's for you, and he loves you so much, and he knows, and he has a plan and purpose for him. And I just want to share with you, if you have a difficult time, if you have a broken heart, if you hurt, if you go through something, if you go through trial and pain and suffering, please, please, please fix your eyes on Jesus. Jesus is the author of the world. Jesus is the healer. And Jesus is the calm. And Jesus has authority in his name. And you can have that in your life right now. He loves you. He cares for you. No matter what's going on. No matter what you're going through. Well, Carl, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm going through. Yes, I don't know exactly what's going behind your wall. I don't know what's going on in your heart. But I know every one of us here going through something. I know every one of us here go through pain and trial and suffering. But I would like to encourage you with love that Jesus Christ want to carry that burden for you. Jesus Christ want to take care of all that pain and the hurt and the suffering away from you. Because he died on the cross and he says, finish. It is finished for you and for me. You have the assurance today. You can know exactly. You can know today that Jesus Christ is alive and Jesus Christ can come to you and give you a new life, a new hope, a new fresh peace and joy to live. And before you get out here, you can have that. But you have to make decision. The book of Amos, God called us to prepare to prepare our life for heaven. Amos chapter 4, verse 12, I believe. I don't know exactly, but he's called me, and he called you, and he called the whole world to prepare our life. Oh, yeah, we prepare for wedding, months and months. Oh, yeah, we prepare for birthday, months and months. Oh, yeah, we prepare for baby shower, months and months. But are you, are we, do we really prepare our life for heaven. Today is the day. We need to prepare. And God called us to make a decision. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 30. We need to make a decision. We, make, we have to make a choice to choose life or choose death. There is two ways. One way is death. One way is life. And the way of life is Jesus Christ. The way of death is the world. And he called you and he called me because he loved you and he loved me so much. He don't want you to go to hell. You're speaking of hell. In Cambodia, when I went over there, I said, Pastor Carl, please don't preach about hell. Otherwise, you never can get out of the country. I said, if I don't preach about hell, why would I come to Cambodia for? Jesus told us that hell is real. 
But if you know Jesus Christ, if you have faith in Jesus Christ, today is the day, today is the moment, today is our chance, today is our hope, our peace, our prosperity. I had a friend just die from cancer. I have a friend call me a while ago on my way over here that he just had a surgery and he had a paralyzed on his hand. And I pray for him in the name of Jesus. I don't know if God will uh, help, uh, pray, I mean, heal him or not, but that I pray in his will. But I believe Jesus healed a man's heart. You see that boys and girls got food to eat because of you. Boys and girls got a physical food, and not only get the physical food, and they got the spiritual food because of your love, because of your grace, because of your mercy, because of your kindness. And I just want to let you know, me and Amy, we want to say thank you so, so, so very much. Nothing else, no business. We just want to serve God with you. Without you, without your help, without your love, without your care, without your kindness, without your generous, this ministry wouldn't happen. Whatever happened in our lives, brother and sister, God knows. God knows and He understands. God knows. He understands that. Don't give up. Don't give up and stand up and take faith and believe in the name of Jesus that He loved you and He loved me. He is the deliverer and He is the peacemaker. He is the healer and His name is Jesus Christ. Before I finish, I just want to say, between me and my wife, Amy, I just want to say thank you all so very much. Very, very much. I don't know, we don't know what's going to happen in our life for the next chapter. But we're looking forward to serve God with you. And we're looking forward to serve the kingdom God with you. And we're looking forward to see you in an eternal place. There's a lot of Cambodia lives. One of these days, they're going to welcome you to heaven. A hundred years from now, they're going to welcome you to heaven. They're going to tell Jesus, Jesus, the reason why I make to heaven, those boys and girls, because all the brothers and sisters from the church at the crossing, from the Lido, help tell me about the gospel, feed me, and give me the good news, and give me physical food, noodles, rice. The reason why I believe Jesus, because all those brothers and sisters in a little church love me and care for me. Do you have motivation? The motivation to go and spread the gospel? Uganda? Haiti? Around the world? Peru? Do you have that motivation? God gave you the gift his son, because he loved us so much. Can we share that love to the world? And I just want to say thank you so very much, very, very much, for everything that you have done through this body of Christ in Cambodia and around the world. There's a lot of life came to know Christ because of you, because of you, because of your love, because of your grace, because of your mercy. And I just want to say Thank you so much, and may God bless you all. Thank you.